it we have here did someone say bonus episode that no one was asking for they it, really it is mike wow the, the episode that no one was clamoring for <laughs> and dear god it's an album that people probably don't even remember existed and they're right to treat it with such apathy <laughs> <laughs> well, well today is well today the day of recording because we really don't know when this is going to go out yet but today is a big day, everyone, for it is Adam's birthday at the party. The sound of one man clapping. <laughs> Cheers, Dos. <laughs> yes, and who has joined us for this extravagant party? But it's our friend right, Stoss. Well, ba- well, is it Stoss, Mike? Because based on his apparel, I might be forgiven for thinking that Macho Man Randy Savage has joined us here in person. <laughs> The tower of power, too sweet to be sour, funky like a monkey. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Happy Let's birthday, we Adam. Had, we had to let him do that early doors. <laughs> I had to get it in. Yeah. <laughs> For fear of it wouldn't Until, just, and, segue nicely. <laughs> it may make a reappearance. To celebrate my birthday, know. Mike. Thank you for having me. Sorry. talking about today? Oh, today. That's cool, man. What time? What are we going to be talking about, Mike? Well, <laughs> me, the massive wrestling fan, obviously. Well, since you're the birthday boy and such a <laughs> massive fan of Vince McMahon and all his minutia, um, really mm. a scholar of Vince McMahon, I think we would call you. We yep. have decided yep, yep, yep. to go back in time Fair. to a, a period where we, we've not really covered on the podcast yet, or maybe we'll have done by the time we we'll land that. A land that tastes forgot. <laughs> the 1993's WrestleMania, the album. An album that is not available on any streaming service. And no. you can only, you can listen to not even a complete version of it on YouTube. No. So it's a real collector's <laughs> item, this <laughs> Oh, it's a gem. <laughs> it's not. If I can make <laughs> one thing abundantly clear before we begin, it is that this, and I'm going to use the term album, whereas what I'm, I will be referring to it from now on is as a collection of things fails as music. It is. Oh, <laughs> come now. Well, it's just... It's, a, it's one of the greatest electro-pop albums of the is 1993s. It? Is it? Oh, yeah, a decade that was known for its electro-pop. <laughs> it's, it's a load of high oh, school no, no, just, keyboard just the year, demos just the one year. with wrestling promos woven in. There's only well, one actual song. It's almost a cheap Michael Jackson album. Yes. More like Do the Bart Man. Yeah. That, that's with lots that's of Michael a Jackson superb elements. Her point of yes. Do the Bart Man is the closest parallel <laughs> to the to the, yeah. the Simpsons <laughs> sing the blues. It's the closest <laughs> thing to this. And Do the Bart Man manages to be better than anything on here. Well, actually, no, it's not, yeah. well, I, let's, uh, not, there, let's not go too far, yeah. No, there, there is one track on here I legitimately think holds up. What is it? We shall talk about it. I can tell you. I'll, I tell, you, I'll tell you for fucking free what it isn't. 
Tatanka. <laughs> Tatanka. Jeez. What, like, no, I... no. Tatanka. Well, I'm going to Long A. Ah, buff... well, yes, Buffalo. Buffalo. What, what, what I'm particularly going to look forward to over the course of the next several hours uh, to dissect this album properly is just the amount of wrestling <laughs> we can talk about that Adam will have no concept of. Oh, genuinely none. None at all. <laughs> so, Make it clear, I didn't have Sky yes, when I was growing up. in his Lycra. <laughs> well, I mean, as I told you, I, I, I did quite a lot of gardening earlier, so what else are you supposed to do that in? <laughs> If you're laying turf, you want to, I don't know, something that, rhymes. Is that the name of your finisher? Oh, I'm going to drink a lot of beer here. <laughs> Wait, should, should I do a little bit of context? I think this one needs it. Context. Fascinated by the context for this because I read very briefly the name Stock. Aitken and Waterman, and also Simon Cowell, all involved. And this, of course, a wrestling album that bombed in the US, the home of wrestling. Awful business. Come with me now to 1993. WWF, World Wrestling Federation. In his pub. This this, this has little, yeah, I'm going to say little to no bearing on John Major whatsoever. He, he is meaningless here. He is not wanted. He is not needed. Out with him. So, it's 1993. WWF Wrestling. Spearheaded by Vincent Kennedy McMahon. His middle name is Kennedy. Isn't the father Kennedy? Am I getting... Is, is Vince the Jr. Kennedy? Middle name. Just... Well, there's a Vince McMahon. And... He has turned the World Wrestling Federation <laughs> from a, a kind of a touring circus, if you will, into a... Much bigger touring circus. Multi-million dollar... Touring circus. Which has took the 80s by storm with the rock and wrestling connection. From 1984 to 1992, WWF is considered its golden period of sellout after sellout, massive event after massive event, mostly on the shoulders of Hulk Hogan. Yeah. And... Then 1993 happens, uh, and this is really the first taste of uh, a bit of a downward trend they'd have for about four or five years until the Attitude Era with Stone Cold. Well, one one big thing is Hulk Hogan's gone. Yes, Hulk Hogan is gone to begin with. That must be plainly understood, or else nothing that follows will make sense. Hogan was dead. Mind. I don't <laughs> mean to, to this tell company. you. <laughs> yes. So yeah, and he's the only true musician that could have been on this album. Tr- yes, because he can play a shit hot guitar. So but there had actually been two previous, two previous WF albums before this. Um, what were they called again? I don't. Yeah. Uh, oh, cock it! I didn't written down. There's it. The uh, the inquisitively titled the wrestling album in 1985 and. Ah. I bet that's a pensive, thoughtful affair. Yeah, followed up by Pile Driver, the wrestling album, too, in 87. Pile Driver is a more famous album, though. They had a lot more music videos. There's a famous one of them working on a uh, building site, which is available on YouTube, and I would recommend to watch. Yeah. So what you're saying is, once again, we've gone with the least successful of, I'm going to say, artists' output. (laughs) 
mind of Vincent Span. <laughs> and all of this, is it safe to say, was produced in a blizzard of cocaine? Very possibly. Uh, and weightlifting. And, well, and, obviously. And, and you can't do one without the other. Men staring eye to eye, just screaming in each other's faces. Yeah, just enjoying one another's power. Yeah. As, as someone now and then pressed play well, on the just watermelon aching. <laughs> he was, yes. Looking at the credits, uh, a rapper isn't named, so I can only imagine it's Cal. <laughs> what an absolutely revolting thought that is. I just assumed it was the cat from the Paul Abdul song. Well, I mean, that's a straightforward assumption to make. Yeah, it seems fair. Hmm. Yeah, so yeah, the album was produced by Pete Waterman and Mike Stock, uh, who are producers and co-composers, and A&R executive Simon Cow served as executive producer. Yowzers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the cream yeah. of the British recording industry. As you mentioned, Adam, the... Uh... Did anyone happen to look up what else they released in 93? Waterman. Uh, I don't I know. Didn't know. No, because it, it's fair to say they... No, I didn't look it up, but I thought it'd be interesting. They, they definitely passed their prime, I'd say, at this point. Yeah, they were a late 80s phenomenon, weren't they? Yeah. But like you say, Adam, the uh, pop idol turn up. Oh, years later. That's like yeah, noughties. Yeah, two thousand, two thousand one. Yeah, and that was Pete Waterman, and then obviously that was traded in, wasn't it? Oh no, it was Nigel Summit or other first, wasn't it? It was the BBC's Nigel, one. It was Nigel Lithgow. Then Lithgow. it was he did the Not first. Havers. He did the, he did the first series. Uh, and then Simon Cow, because they offered it to Simon Cow originally, and he turned it down. Then he saw Nigel Lift go on it, and he went, "Oh, actually, now I see what you're doing. I'd like to do that." Now you mention it, so, you so he was trading off somebody else's idea. Yeah, well, they originally, um... they originally offered it to Simon Cow because uh, Nigel Lifko just wanted to produce it, and then he thought, "Nah, I don't want to be on TV. That sounds silly. Never make any money out of that." And then when he saw Nigel Lifko do it, he became quite big. He was like, "Oh, actually, yeah, let me let me do that." Like I mentioned, the album you know, failed to chart in the US, where you'd think it'd be its strongest market, uh, but surprisingly reached number 10 in the UK charts. Where wrestling has never been as big as it is in the US. But it is surprisingly big. Yeah, I'm not denying that. Well, good. And also, on this UK release, Crush, uh, hmm. one of the wrestlers called Crush, has a track, and it's only on the UK release, and he's a Hawaiian. So in 1993, we were very pro-Hawaii, we were. which is good to hear. Yeah, but it's good weird that it wasn't put on it wasn't on the uh, US release which is interesting yeah there's still Pearl Harbor issues there I think <laughs> should we move straight to the Tatanka song are we going <laughs> is, that, is that where we're going with this <laughs> is that where we're going uh, yeah no it, yeah. That, I, won't, I won't lie I, I didn't bother to track down Cold Crush by Crush because um, I Oh. Dear God, I did. I couldn't bring myself to listen to any more of this. <laughs> why? Why would? Why would I? Basically... Why, why would I invite that vampire over the threshold? Why would I? Yeah. He basically I mean... talks about if I was in Hawaii, I'd be eating coconuts or something. He says instead of, "Oh, I'm going to slam you in WrestleMania." Cool. <laughs> cool man. Cool. That's... Cool. 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 Yeah. Cool. It's. Maybe there was a deal with the holiday board. Yeah. 
I don't think America comes out of this well, <laughs> even though, <laughs> even though we've been, well, I don't think British British songwriting we are comes responsible well. for it broadly. I mean, it is out. It apparently, it was Simon Cowell's idea as a project overall, and it was essentially he he talked WF into doing it because even though they'd done they'd been in the music business before, it was Simon Cowell looked at WF as a entity and thought. Yeah, there's some novelty pop shit dollar I can get out of this. And uh, yeah, he approached them about it. And they went, yeah, sure. What the fuck ever. Yeah, money. Good. I've got some leftover tracks. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I don't think these were composed per <laughs> artist. You don't think? I think these laying on I the think scraps. Using, using the term composed is writing a check that <laughs> this album really fails to cash. And artist. And indeed, artists. I, I, I mean, I can picture Pete Waterman <laughs> at, the, at the control booth. No, 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 no. What you've got to imagine is Pete Waterman sat at a grand piano, <laughs> which with, is covered in cocaine. With a toy train set just going around him, thinking, yes, yes, this is the piece I shall compose for Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Hacksaw Jim Duggan will beat, beat, beat you up. Yes. Yeah, ah! yeah. you're yeah. Pete. <laughs> Where's he from again? The USA. Just do that loads. <laughs> yeah, Is there yeah. any sort of device on a um, sure a record that um, dates it more than that? You, 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 USA. You know, hitting a sample like that. Yeah, they basically just found a sample on the drum machine and just kept <laughs> yeah. pressing that button. It was like he brought his gap. USA, you, 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 USA. I mean, ev most most every song is composed with the Michael Jackson. Composed I like again. to call it plank. Well, sorry, plank slap, <laughs> which is in like Michael Jackson songs, which allows yeah. him to dance to a, a, a strict beat. Which it, yeah, that was like, it was the. Oh. Um, I don't know what it. It just sounds to me like two two bits of wood being hit together. Yeah, it was the New Jack swing sound for like Teddy Riley and Blackstreet. Then Michael Jackson made really big on Dangerous. So yeah. all, and all then the... you've got. Sorry, I should say. Then you've got the keyboard runs. All the time, every song. It's basically like if Phil Spector could never afford an orchestra and he only had the one keyboard to make a wall of sound yeah it'd be like this yep and it's a it's a wall of he, shite it's a keyboard that he stole from a secondary school <laughs> but somehow it is glorious is it <laughs> <laughs> it is <laughs> yeah i do like hacksaw jim duggan's um usa because it does sound like the kind of 80s remixes you used to get for film soundtracks like planes, trains, and automobiles. It's got that horrible, like down, 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 like horrible fake scratchy noises, and that's exactly it. It's horrible fake scratching noises. Yeah. Although I don't, I do like the you know the the samples they use of his voice talk because you know um, Mr. Duggan doesn't uh, so much uh, sing on this as uh, recite, and um, which what... is true, I would say, of all of the performers. Yes, yes. And what I, but what I like about this quality is it really captures like a documentary verite feel about the project. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. And, Adam and, Curtis is all over this. Yes. And, 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 you, and the way he repeats the refrain, USA, to me, it conjures um, Gavin Breyer's Jesus blood no, no, never no. failed me. What it conjures for me is the fact that if he went in the studio at all, 
And I don't hold for one second that he did. He walked in like Krusty the Clown, said, USA, Hacksaw Jim Duggan will beat you up, and something about a two-by-four, and then said, bing, bang, boom, watch and learn, kid, and fucked off. And they went, yeah, sure. But and they also but, thought to themselves when cobbling this together, should we get any instruments? No. No, let's not bother. Let's save all of that money for just more cocaine and weights. Awful business. There is actually a, a music video for some of these, and mm. there's a Hacksaw Jim Duggan one, which he's actually, I don't know if he's reciting which they, what they cobbled together, or if he's, he wrote those prose for the track, uh, but he's sat there lacing his boots and he doesn't do the USA bit, but uh, it's so the you mean to, that wasn't performed as live. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 he was you. having a stroke. <laughs> Does the video not capture him mid boots uh, tying up to capture him with fountain pen in hand? Go, yes, you, USA. Yeah, you, you, but he's you. struggling to do the boots up because of the holding of utensils for lyric writing. Mm. Yes, should say that the album doesn't open with USA, but um, it, I mean it's a str- it's a strong, bold, ter- terrible, terrible song. <laughs> it's <a> terrible well, <laughs> it, it it does it opens with the WrestleMania theme tune. It does, but it, it really doesn't. Does. Actually... And guess how that opens? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Survivor. Yeah, event. that was. <laughs> yeah, it's got the wrong event. <laughs> it does. Just lazy. Well, I think what that proves oh. is that. Stock and Waterman or whatever, and indeed Cowell, clearly were not wrestling fans. No product knowledge. See, I wouldn't have noticed either, but a, a friend of mine like, did... was listening to this as well and then texted me saying, they're talking about, what was it, the Survivor Series? Yeah. Did they I mean, all survive, did they? Don't, don't act like you don't know, Kirk. Yeah, teams of five strive to survive. And they all do, I presume. No, no, the best man wins. Does he? Yes. Like this album. Yes, exactly. I mean, but it is just bizarre that they include that because there would have been no lack of just audio of someone saying, Welcome to WrestleMania. They could have just got Vince McMahon to do it in the studio. Welcome! WrestleMania! Something like that. Does Vince ever know this was made? Because the WWF aren't even credited or any songs. Um, Even like. Later on, there's some theme songs, entrance music that's used, mm. and they're not credited. It's credited to these guys, so it's, it's quite weird. Yeah. So I don't know if Cal just never told them we did this. <laughs> but they actually ended up using the like the WrestleMania theme, this song, for the main theme song for about four WrestleManias afterwards. So it became the actual official theme tune for like WrestleMania 10 through 14. The official that- theme tune for oh, wow. WrestleMania 10 through 14, in many ways, the best chapters of the WrestleMania series. Hmm. References. <laughs> your your, fa- sub- your favorite matches. Um, uh, the one, all the ones in twelve. I thought it was a, a particularly vintage year. So even the uh, the squash match of Ultimate Warrior versus Hunter Hearst Helmsley in twelve. Yeah, seconds, I really w- I, widely I particularly enjoyed the match between the the Harlequin, the Harlequin, and the Bootstrap Boy. <laughs> that was good. I think you're closer with Harlequin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The, the one that was dressed as a ship's cook, he was good. For Tugboat? Um, yes, and that team of miners. I mean, children. I mean, you say these things in jest, but you're so close on some of these. I know, because 
this thing that the pair of you like is beyond parody. <laughs> I'll give you that. I'll give you that. In 1993, I mean, I, I would guess that you were probably the per the really the perfect age to get into this because I mean, you will have been stars. I think you were eight or nine, and Mike, you will have been yeah. seven. And let's be fair, this is designed for small boys, who many oh, yeah. of whom then carry it through into their adult lives, which I've got no problem with. I still like Spider Man. It is fucking bobbins, isn't it? <laughs> But de definitely listen to it. It took me back. It really did to have it, it yeah, when I was young. It's it was an extraordinarily great. cheap and thin affair, though, isn't it? The record. Oh yeah, it's, it's an absolute novelty. Yeah, it is such a cash in. They made it for yeah. sixpence in the hope of turning a, a hefty profit. Hey, they're all, I'm sure they're all they did. Yeah, I generally got some affection though for the WrestleMania song because I, I. I posit the riff itself that main da -da -da -da, which is wholesale rip off of Michael Jackson's Black and White. Uh, it's a catchy riff. Is there? <laughs> Go on then. So WrestleMania, the title track, yeah. is leads on to number two. <laughs> very, very poor, very poor indeed. <laughs> yeah, but what I do like it, it also you get some of the nasty boys down there um, promising. Um, but, but we, we will have nasty stuff down our throats through all of 93. Yes, the nasty boys. Yes. Who, 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 who decided <laughs> that that was, we need a name for a band of brothers, brigands, if you will. <laughs> the brigands were taken. <laughs> and alas, the brigands was taken. The, um... <laughs> Oh, God, imagine this for Megan. Now, Madam, I should please remain seated, for there are brigands in the arena. <laughs> oh, mercy. Well, that's why you had the big boss man round, to keep those rum coves in check. Absolutely, to keep the rum coves in check. <laughs> so while all the ladies sit their mint juleps on the veranda <laughs> in the auditorium, the brigands were ruthlessly rounded up by the big boss man. The Nasty Boys, though, sounds yeah. ineffectual. <laughs> and I'm going to say more than a little camp. But no let's, way. Let's be I think Michael, it's one of Michael's favourite teams, I think. They, they, they were pretty, pretty boss back Wrestling in. is so camp. It's the campest thing oh, come on. that isn't actually a gay man. There's, there's nothing camp about men wearing their underwear, posing, grappling, <laughs> sweating, lusting. I mean, uh, lunging at each other. The only thing, shotting. The only thing camper than this is his um, bodybuilding league that he tried to get started. Yes, that quickly falls. There's nothing. I think the camp only begins on track six of this album, but <laughs> really, it's men wrestling. Yeah, oh, 93, we never saw behind the curtain. This was all struggle and strife and hmm. battling men in the yeah. final four corners of this whichever was, town they may be. This was, yes. this was superheroes brought to life in a square. Uh, look, yeah. that, is, that is the um, the analogy you've used before. And it is one that I have some sympathy with. I do understand what you're saying there, and I can see it. But... Superheroes are kind of camp too. <laughs> I mean, you, you don't consider the nasty boys like Rocksteady and Bebop in Turtles or anything like that. No, no, I do ah. not. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I consider them just a couple of lads who were pretty nasty. Uh, yeah, I do. Apparently, uh, that song is a Janet Jackson ripoff. I haven't looked at the Janet Jackson song, but what the nasty boy stomp? No. Yeah. Yes. Apparently. No. Saying so. <laughs> Those bri- they were stomping all over copyright laws. Those brigands with no regard for copyright laws. That, that's what they do. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, for the nasty boys song, it, it nasty boy stomp. It's a it's a funky creep of a song. It's not so much, you know, nasty. You know, not the, so much a punk. I say punk loosely here. Uh, aesthetic the Nasty Boys showed off. And of course, in 1993, punk was in its zenith. Mm. But uh, yeah, as, as a, a wrestling fan, it is nice to hear uh, the voices of Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby the Brain Heenan on the Nasty Gorilla Boys. Monsoon. Uh, always. Gorilla Monsoon, yes. Wow. Yes. Gino Don't Monsoon. you dare run him down. How, d- how dare you, Adam? That I'll man was an icon. His name in vain. How dare you, Adam? I'm going to be criticizing all of them. <laughs> one by one. <laughs> well, you just don't see if I don't know. You just sit down now and wait as a parade of men in their scanties passes before me and I'll judge them all ruthlessly. What was Gorilla Monsoon's shtick? He was a wrestler in the... Yeah, nice sunglasses. He, yeah, always had some nice sunglasses. He, he was a wrestler in the 70s. He then retired into becoming a uh, color commentator in the 80s. Mm-hmm. He was always a very well-pursued... I think he owned a bit of Puerto Rico. He owned some of Puerto Rico, the country. Uh, he was also a famed gambler. <laughs> <laughs> and he had a son who yeah. was a referee, Joey Morello, who tragically died in 1993 in a car accident. Some Gorilla Monsoon <laughs> facts for you there. With the, and this was playing accident. at the time. Following a heart attack. Yes, yes. following a heart attack. <laughs> playing the WrestleMania the album. So many wrestlers it sounds a... had heart attacks and then drove into trees. <laughs> it, it sounds such a, a It's an epidemic. Album, but it's so dark. It's a dark album. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you haven't... You've, obviously, you've given me a potted history of this. Of this. It's I'm going to say great. Uh, but but crucially, what I was after was why is he called Gorilla Monsoon, and, and that's the one detail <laughs> in that quite comprehensive biography that you ne- neglected. Was he dressed as a gorilla or a rain cloud or a wet gorilla? He could have been dressed as a gorilla, you know, military gorilla. But you'll notice, that, did you? yeah, but you'll notice how that's totally plausible. Anything I just said could be the magic of wrestling. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Although to answer your question, I don't have that info to hand. Uh, it was just it was just his um, gimmick name. Cool. <laughs> yeah, glad to be of service. Uh, yeah, I think so, he, yeah, yeah. He, I think in his wrestling days, he might have been quite hairy. Yeah, I think his whole thing—he was kind of a bit of a hulking lump of a. That was his whole shtick, and kind yeah. of I think he said a bit hairy, and I think he was just a bit of a a brutal guy yeah. in the ring. King Kong, King Kong Bundy was taken. Yes, King Kong Bundy. Hey, 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 less of that, Adam. We've seen your exes. Some respect to you. (laughs) (laughs) It's a party, everyone. (laughs) King Kong Bundy. (laughs) There is nothing, nothing, I repeat, nothing funny about King Kong Bundy. Although he was actually actually quite Yes, yes. Holy shit, I thought it was a joke. He co-headlined WrestleMania 2 with Hulk Hogan. Oh, did he? 
Of course he did, Adam. Of course. Okay, and Chimp and, and... Lewis was he one or? Hey, hey, Chimp. Oh, Chimp don't be silly. Chimp Lewis be was silly. the best intercontinental champion, but never was. <laughs> <laughs> but you should remember King Kong Bundy from WrestleMania 11. You said the 10 and 14 were your favourites. Yeah, no, but I was, you know. I don't know. I said the 12, number 12. Was that then? <laughs> 12 wasn't it for 11, no. <laughs> number 12, that was the one I said. <laughs> Stick to your guns. Yeah. Okay. Right, well, we, we, have, we have jumped over Slam Jam here. And I, I think someone in this room, I can't remember who it could have been. Someone said it was the best song on the album. Adam, was it you? It was not me, no. <gasps> oh, my mistake. Although I did go and listen to it. Well, it's, better it's better than the first. It's better than the title track. It's basically the same. I mean, yes, that's my opinion. We're, we're just slightly slower. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly the same. Well, it's it's, it's got a bit more. I listened to it once and thought, absolutely flavors. no need to go into this. And then the, it's the first time we get the Simon Cow rap. Yes, I do. I do love that thing you got in like ninety songs. You know, of just we've yeah. got a rapper. We've got a rapper here. You don't need to know his name. It's usually he. Uh, you know, it's but, always it, a he, yeah. This it, is meaningless. It's just we have a gentleman and here. It just rapping. happens to be around, yeah, around the studio in London where we're recording this or slicing this. <laughs> Simon's turned up with a, 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 a chain around his neck with a clock on it. Yep. Boing. Holding his trousers up high. Ill fitting trousers. But <laughs> it reaches number four. It reaches number four in December. 1992 yeah. in the British certified charts. silver. Oh, oh, thank you. Uh-huh. And that's the best one. Yeah. 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 Other than gold and platinum. Yeah. And diamond. <laughs> and all the others. And the others too. And the best but if you think about it, platinum just means silver loads. Yeah. You got, you've got the first instance. Slam of jam. Ma- thank you, man. You got the first instance of Macho Man, Sorry. Randy Savage rapping on a song. So really, uh, you know, foreseeing his eventual rap album he'd released in the early 2000s. Oh, wow, did he? Yes. He released a and whole... Demise. Yes. I think you were listening to it when he crashed that car. Uh, yes, Macho Man Randy Savage <laughs> made an entire rap album called Be A Man, which included cool. songs which were... As in, dis- sorry, Be A Man or Be A Man? Be a man. Right. Okay. Yeah, because the, the title track was a diss song towards Hulk Hogan. Um, you know, Good. N- Good. not 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 as a gimmick. Not as a, no, he was really challenging Hulk Hogan to Gotta a play fight. the kayfabe. Yeah, uh, and he also had a tribute song to his friend Mr. Perfect, who had died before the album was made. Um, it's a very touching song. Um, yes. Oh, I think on this as well. Sorry about Macho Man. Yeah. On the music video for this. He almost quotes Miss Elizabeth, where he's like, "Okay, find your magic finger. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's play." <laughs> it's so beautiful. Who's Miss Elizabeth? Oh, here, find your magic finger. Oh, Miss Elizabeth his, was, was his, his first wife. His uh, manager, stroke valet, actual wife in real life. There was right. A- okay, I I thought it meant. Like Elizabeth Bennett from Pride and Prejudice. Is of course, that not of course the same? she would. No, no. But I, well, I based on she was loose, loosely based on that. Right. Every man must be a wild of a wife. 
Yeah, Vince McMahon walked into the office one day and said, Damn it, guys, I just read this fantastic book. <laughs> Damn it, Darcy, get out of the lake. We don't, we don't have anything to appeal to the Austin audience. <laughs> so that's where St Stone Cold Steve Austin was mistakenly born out of. Yes, yes. Stone Cold Steve Austin originally wasn't just in those. He was in a sort of baggy shirt. He was Mr. Yeah. Darcy. Yeah, yeah. He just he just come off the tea ship from India. Stone Cold Mr. Darcy. <laughs> the tea will go Stone Cold from India. Yeah, he didn't do that thing with beer first. It, it was tea in a saucer. <laughs> yeah, he used to throw sa saucerfuls of tea into the ring. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is, Steve, but the audience—they're not going for it. <laughs> Steve does an elaborate tea routine to absolute silence in the middle of an arena and befuddlement in Arkansas. Vince <laughs> McMahon puts down pride and prejudice. Go, that's not working. Maybe we'll try Jane. <laughs> we should have got Colin first. <laughs> Save his head, God damn it. He can't even wrestle. You there, the British the best Bronte. <laughs> the British slowworm. The next WrestleMania is taking place in Wuthering Heights. <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant. The house is basically a character. <laughs> <laughs> so much subtext, Mean Gene. Why the fuck did you open saying welcome to Survivor Series? Welcome to Wuthering Heights. <laughs> right. Ladies and gentlemen, out on a winding windy moor. <laughs> Heathcliff! Yeah, but his gimmick would be that he's a cliff. <laughs> He's a moving cliff. <laughs> He's a mossy, mossy cliff. That's <laughs> more. You sure about this, Vince? Yeah, it's gonna be great. Oh, absolutely. First class. Any cocaine today, Vince? Lots. <laughs> tons and tons. <laughs> Nuclear. <laughs> Yeah, so Slam Jam also actually has a video to it which you can find online, and, and you get to see some of the uh, wrestlers uh, performing in studio, which I enjoy. So you get to see people like The Undertaker, yeah. he headphones headphones over his hat. You get to see all of them in their drawing room. <laughs> yes, the Undertaker in the parlor says, receiving guests. Slam. He's very yeah. known to say that. Yes, there was one of his major catchphrases of The Undertaker was saying, yeah. Slam. Yeah. Uh, the coffins shut. Just, just slam. Could you just say? Was, then they forgot yeah, to edit in the video to slam. They forgot. I was absolutely delighted to see Paul Bearer there. Ooh. Hard to imagine how that man would have made a career in any other form of entertainment. No, absolutely. But he found but a home in the Undertaker's wrestling. song. The Undertaker's song that we'll get to actually That's sounds good. like it was written for Paul Bearer. It does. Like Percy Pringle and not the Undertaker. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. But but Paul Bearer what, what, what was a trained mortician. 
which is why they thought he would be perfect for the role. Just this. <laughs> he, he does, yes, Paul Bear, if you're not familiar, is a, a, an overweight gentleman with a pale white face, a kind of Hitler-style painted black hair and moustache. A moustache. little spiv moustache. Yes, yes. Like he's going to sell you nylons. More of an overweight Yeah, more spiv than Hitler, I think. Yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, carrying yeah. the power of the urn. Which well, the Undertaker draws his energy from. That's where the Undertaker draws his power from. Yeah. Yes, you clown. Obviously. <laughs> God. I'm, I'm which is I'm... better than the original, which is the Undertaker draws his power from his father's estate, which brings in £4,000 a year. <laughs> 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 yeah, hard to make a narrative out of that. <laughs> yeah. He's dead quite the eligible gentleman. <laughs> He plays the harpsichord and speaks French. Have you read for Great Gatsby recently? <laughs> Great. Big reader, is Big reader, is Who knew? He didn't have so much time. Have you read Mary Shelley's latest? It's about a homunculus. I'd just like to say to the listening audience, every time Michael makes a book reference, he actually does hold up a book. <laughs> yeah, I have a book, <laughs> <laughs> he is committed. <laughs> I don't know if I actually had the copy of a novel I was talking about. The power about. of Michael is his commitment to the pit. <laughs> yeah, Paul Berry to come out with just a binder. The power of literature, of course. I think that was Fritzel. Ooh. <laughs> what, what a horrible Remember when he used to come out? <laughs> oh dear. He used to come out of the binder, just Mate, his eyes. We were, all having a, we were all having a nice time. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't expecting Fritzel. I, no, I, don't, no. I don't welcome it. No, I don't at all. <laughs> I'd like to apologise, boys and girls, for Stars' interlude. <laughs> I was talking more of the binder, not the criminality. Of course, that's what, that's what my mind goes to. Yeah, of course. That's, you mentioned <laughs> Stationary. Crystal. The very first thing you think of is, you know, his admin, his filing. Yeah. yeah. Of his eyes. Yeah. The admin of oh, his of eyes. Course. He was known for his eyes, wasn't he? <laughs> Famed eye model. Joseph Ritzel. <laughs> All of those court reporters going, he used to oh, go he to had court. the most piercing, to... striking eyes. I could drown in them. No, yeah, terrible eyebrows. You knew he was guilty by the eyebrows. That's what everyone said was the shame. Beautiful that... eyes ruined by these eyebrows. Fine, the fact. It didn't even hold its side. Yeah, that's what all the usually there's two holes. Big bit of a shame, really. A real terrible <laughs> shame. <laughs> Michael is demonstrating with his fucking literature. <laughs> <laughs> Imprisoned his daughter for many years, blah 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 blah. But the binder, <laughs> what a scoop! His binder play was spellbinding. <laughs> what a scoop! Ah, <laughs> <coughs> oh, Peter Philip bastard. Uh... Nice, throw that in just so everyone's no, sure where we land on that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no one on this album. At least to... two of us in the round the in the conversation strongly disapprove of Fritzel. How stars feel? No, no, no. Sure. No. <laughs> I, I was merely commenting on his terrible superhero mask. Isn't it that he was right there at the forefront of your mind? I mean, we're doing this whole nineteenth-century <laughs> bit, and you go, "Ah, oh, you know what that reminds me of." <laughs> That guy that excavated his basement. 
you bastard. <laughs> what are we talking about? Oh, I don't know. Bob uh, oh, Air, I think. Fuck knows. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, the Undertaker song. Of course. Right, so the Undertaker song, the best theme song he never had. Is it? If he could have walked to the <laughs> ring, if he, could, <laughs> if he could have walked to the ring, strutting to... I mean, when we say about... It's, it's, it's like 20 years before the coffin shufflers that are a YouTube sensation at the moment. I would say that it starts promising that uh, the Undertaker song there's some nice man. guitar business and then it all goes south. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it. I would say this particular song more than any, as we said earlier, uh, Pete Warman and Mike Stop obviously didn't watch WWF or have any knowledge of it. This song bears that out more than any others because it's like, have you actually seen what the Undertaker does? Yeah. I or, mean, also yeah. the Undertaker's whole aesthetic cries out to be metal, doesn't it? Yeah. So, like you say, Stodge, you got a bit of guitar in there, which is fine, as you expect. But then it turns into this like Adam's Family rap by MC Hammer. Well, my note is it sounds more like Earthworm Jim's entrance. Earthworm Jim. It could be any any childhood cartoon jazz. I would describe describe it as creaky yeah. boogie. <laughs> it definitely is creepy. If they boogie. called it from the your nose, creepy boogie, I would have been more on board with it because at least at least then it's got the courage of its convictions. And then uh, you can watch a pay per view and the comment is, "Oh, the toll of the bell, the creeping of the boogie, the dead <laughs> man is here." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there is do you think they think read the name to... the Undertaker and went, "Oh, sounds a bit a bit morbid, isn't it?" Should we give it a bit of pep? Yeah. Creepy boogie, Pete. Peter Grip Boogie, Mike. Again, I was looking at this on the notes of credits, and for some reason, Gary Miller appears on this one. So I think it's Gary's fault. What? Who, who he doesn't is seem Gary? to appear on any other song. Who's Gary Miller? Yeah, why is he here? And, uh, who knows? But he is there with Mike Stock and Pete Waterman, and he doesn't turn up any other time, and he's definitely not The Undertaker's real name. Damn it, so, Gary. Take real name. Jeff. Mr. <laughs> you don't know, do you? Neither of you know. No, no, wait, yeah, so Mark Callis. Mark Callis. I was going to say, you've yeah. both watched. You've both watched this. Basically, you've watched his no, whole career. No, we watched, we watched the play, not the behind the scenes. Exactly. Although I did watch the behind the scenes five part documentary about him last Yeah, now we say, do. Now we yeah, do. Now, yeah, now, now we do. Yeah. I, I Mark Carraway. I know for a Mark fact that yeah. you've basically watched every single documentary ever made about this. That, that is not true. There's now too many to watch on the WWE network. There's simply too many. There's too many, Adam. I have already I have too many other streaming services to watch. And we've all sat together and watched the Christmas WWF film. Adam's favourite film of all time. Yeah, love it. No holds barred. <sighs> Why have no. a Merry Christmas when you can have a No Holds Barred Christmas? No Holds Barred. That's what I, I wanted. Is, That's you, what we I wanted. all know that I believe in No Holds I'm with you that No Holds Barred is, he, is almost a masterpiece. He believes in No Holds Barred, everyone. 
If you're, not if you're not familiar with No Holds Barred, it is a late 80s masterpiece which pits Hulk Hogan, not playing Hulk Hogan, but playing Hulk Hogan, battling in the battle of the tough guys. <laughs> That's actually what it's called. Wrestling competition against Zeus. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's after he's dispatched Lugrench Perkins. You love a big Lugrench Perkins, yes. Because you take Lugrench and you team it with Perkins. <laughs> you got yourself a character. It's juxtaposition at its finest. It, it is. It, it, and, it, and in all seriousness, it is one of the, the great, just terrible films. It, it's one of those films, it's, it's god-awful, but dear God, it's entertaining with it. And I do, seriously, I commend it to the house, oh, yeah. but it should be watched. Oh, it really should. It really should. Here, 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 here. It's got. Here, here, brother. What I love about it is the idea that Hulk Hogan just clearly knew how he wanted to be perceived, <laughs> but had virtually no idea of how to go about it. <laughs> like, I want to be seen as the side of guy who's charitable. So, I uh, cover me with kids. <laughs> And then threaten them somehow with men in suits. Because also, before he you know, gets in front of the camera, he's played by Edward G. Robinson, apparently. I want to be the sort of guy. <laughs> I don't really know how Hulk Hogan talks. I can't remember. Like Hulk Hogan. Can't really remember. How does he sound? Stars? I'll tell you what, Mean Gene. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Mean Gene. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Mean Gene. Hulkamania's running wild. I can't stop getting up. I'm dressed as Macho Man at the moment. It's yeah, hard to, yeah, to deviate. Now hear this, mean I've Gene. only got <laughs> Macho or Macho or Fritzel. I've absolutely had it up to here with you, mean Gene. <laughs> <laughs> so you come would, on down here. I won't let these dastly people take my belt. See, see you and these brigands, these uh, these wretched these, folk, these nasty boys. These rung coves <laughs> in Nastyville. Dateline, Nastyville. And someone's taken his title. I can't, I don't know, if, I can't remember who Brett won it from because it wouldn't have been Hogan. So Brett um, is the champion. Just to bring it back to the album to get through yes, this. So, so, <laughs> yeah, because crucially, we, we, we missed a song here, which is by uh, this time. Brett Hart is the new, out, the new champion. Yes, yeah, so he's a WWF the... champion at this point. Uh, I believe carrying won- the uh, sorry, as I say, carrying the WWF on his shoulders yes. after a Hogan. After Ho- Hogan. who did he win it from? Sorry, just who did he win it from? He won it couldn't from, have been. He won it from Ric Flair, I believe. Oh, that's good. That's a good handover. Yeah, um, Rick was on his way out of a company, heading back to WCW, so he did the old handed it over before he left. Dealy. It wasn't on the what did, What years? What year's Caesar's Palace? Caesar's Palace was 93, so, so that was WrestleMania 9. Oh, right, so Hogan's going to walk in any minute. <laughs> yeah. He's going to record this, and Hogan is yeah. going to turn up with a black eye where Macho Man Randy Savage has punched him the night before. Allegedly. And demand a re... No, apparently... Now, you true. listen to me, Macho uh... Man. You bop me on the nose. <laughs> bop you again. And, uh, yeah. You bop me, I'll bop you twice as good. Yeah, so at this point... Brett gets blinded. Yes, so... Hulk Hogan has been... And then drives into a tree. Champ, champ, yes, as is his one. <laughs> as is custom. Uh, 
Grab the tree. Not before we get to his trap. <laughs> oh, I've been blinded. I must find a tree. As is my custom. <laughs> As is the way of my people. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's the way. It's what you do. Yeah, so Hulk Hogan had been uh, champion for years and years. They'd done a, a brief stopover with Ultimate Warrior, which didn't really work. Um, Sergeant Slaughter then was a kind of carryover champion for a bit. Iraq, the war type thing. Yeah, so Adam, uh, Sergeant Slaughter was an Iraqi sympathizer. I was going to say supervisor. Then. No, no, he didn't oversee the Iraq war. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think the Pope's way, doing that at the moment. Way above his remit. What? Guys, put that down. Okay. Finish your war. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, then Bret Hart was kind of chosen to oversee the transition from Hulk Hogan because they knew he'd be on his way out properly. But then he stopped back in one more time at WrestleMania 9 to just, yeah, just get the title again. Presumably, at that point, he could just name his price. Because, mm. no, no, it's because of this next song we're going to talk about. The <laughs> burial of Bre the Hitman Hart, world champion of the world, does Bur a bloody love song. No, burial, rising like a phoenix. I Look, so... Look, listen, what? listen. No, you listen. No, no see here. Look, look. <laughs> Brett the Hitman Hart. <laughs> I am given to understand that he was... Here we so go. He was the heir apparent, was he? To what? The heir apparent. No, to, there's to no heir apparent. Riches and glory. Worker. He was the excellence of execution and is, he fought his way to the top. Yeah, well, of course. Nobody the is... Best there is the, best there was, the best there is. The best there ever will be. Yeah, but is the fact that he is the only person that is actually doing a song, is that because he was, he, he just said, finally, Mr. McMahon, anything you like, Thor. No, because I assume that's how he talked. No, you ass. I think he was He's a, a sensitive like poet who walks in with his loot. He, yeah. Well, that really would have done anything. With, that really would have chimed with McMahon's sensibilities at the time. Oh, I think and sensibilities. <laughs> this is the only song where I think Vince phoned the head and said, "Just give him the shittest thing you can think of." Look, <laughs> for God's sake, his last name's Hart. Look, I he quite, must be bleeding I, from the I, heart. I quite like this. I think I, this is the best one. I mean, no it, way. It has, genuinely, it's it an has, actual song. <laughs> yeah, it has a slight William Shatner quality to it. Yes, and it's got a chorus and a verse. <laughs> Yeah, so the Bret Hart's song is Never Been a Right Time to Say Goodbye, which, holy shit, everyone, it is a love ballad, a spoken word love ballad by the World Wrestling Federation Champion. Strong Shatner vibes. Oh, Bret the Hitman Hart. His surname is Hart, spelt differently. So, Hart. That's the gimmick. Once again, that's probably the Waterman Aiken minds at work. Oh. Heart is it? Oh, I must, I must just romance. Yep, yep. But yeah, I mean, if you see, you see the Bret Hart aesthetic. He wears black and pink. His theme tune is just a gnarly rock riff. You think something, you know, a bit more rock oriented, but no, it's a tender love ballad. And bravo, it is too. Yes, and it's got. I mean, not real strings, obviously, but it's got no, strings on it. Majestic Casio strings. Yeah, the best kind of strings. I really don't mind this one. Yeah, but everyone else is building up to WrestleMania and he's having a divorce. Yes, but I don't give you know, a shit it's about just... who's building up to WrestleMania. <laughs> We're talking I about am here, quality I am music. here to talk about art stars. And this is the closest thing on the album. 
<laughs> Still a long way away, but there are some Eno vibes. It's the only one there where I think they're trying. It's not just like it's not just snippets well, he's that they've not. cut. Well, I think he is in his way. I love the thought that they actually sat down with him in the studio and said, "So, Brett, what do you want to say with this song?" Well, I made this mood well, board. Got... I don't know if that's going. <laughs> oh, that'll help. L- love the pasta shakes, Brett. Love it. I mean, obviously, I put some glitter here, which is pretty snazzy. Um, I, I agree. I agree. But it's mainly about a relationship and how you know you never know when they're done. <laughs> Sometimes it's n- you never know the right time to say <laughs> goodbye. That's all wrestlers. That's... <laughs> hey, 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 listen. Except, except Hulk Hogan, who sounds like he's from the 20s. Listen, see? Yeah, listen, say. see? <laughs> don't, don't do that to me. I'm the world town. And Paul Bear, I got my blue pants in a film, yellow pants, no. He's not a wrestler, Michael. Ah, very good, you remember. <laughs> they're they're cer- certainly not putting the world champion on the platform here. No, I agree. If, if, if anyone actually involved in WF at the time had any inkling of what they were doing with this album, they probably would not have said, give Brett Hitman heart. No, but I fucking, what that. I love about this is the idea that maybe he does have the soul of a poet and thought, <laughs> hey, maybe I could launch my recording career at the same time. Or he just thought, it's my one I think, shot uh, yeah. I got to do this. <laughs> this is my chance in immortality. <laughs> Not, well, I don't know Brett, but knowing of his actions, he probably was thinking that. Well, his novel and his paintings had this is my off, so he thought maybe I'll try right. this. You know, you joke, but he has what's considered the best wrestling biography, and he's actually an incredibly talented artist. What better than Mankind's book? Uh, it's it's considered in the top three. Brett, I mean, yeah, I personally thought really I personally find it very boring. And I read Mankind's book and thought it was fucking brilliant, and I don't even uh, like wrestling, Brett, so Brett it always will genuinely just... be hard pushed to beat it. Brett's is considered the top Brett three. Brett is, with is a very pessimistic yeah. person. He's a very. He is. I mean, literally, you know, the, usually when you finish up a biography or something, the, the last few paragraphs are usually some element of hope and kind of like looking to the future and looking back on the past, even if the bad shit's kind of. Yeah, Brett Hart's one is just like, I hate WWF. I hate Vincent Mann. I hate Shawn Michaels. I hate what wrestling's become. End. Fuck off. And my, and my brother died. And my brother died. And my dad will die too. And he did. He did, you know. How did he die? Uh, Who? I'm not... The brother or the well, dad? I, you're going to laugh, but... <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Well, I think both. Did they... Well, Owen fell from the ceiling during a... Onto a tree, tra- yes. Tra- 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 onto not... a tree that they had no. laid across well, the bottom of the ring. On the turnbuckle, tragically. In front of everyone. Yeah, you're laughing now, Adam, aren't you? Now, yeah. now Mr. Fritz all over his brought us down a peg or two. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, if you're putting over the world champion to go back Start to that, there you the then... Is, Brett Hitman Hart reminds me of Dennis Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing about him is he has lovely man hands. <laughs> you give Macho Man Randy Savage... Another song called Speaking from the Heart. The poetry of Matro Man Randy Savage. But you've taken the heart off of Brett the Hitman heart and now put it onto Macho, who then smashes it out of the park. Well, 
he is more emotionally in tune, I think, Macho Man, with his emotions. Oh, I have a question. Um, question? The, the character of Macho Man Randy Savage, mm. from, first of all, what is that? Uh, secondly, from whence does it derive? First name well, Macho, second name Man. It, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, but he, you, you take he took it off of. So, I can't remember the. I can't remember the guy's name, but he kind of. That's how he's Matt talks. Tremor. That's his normal gruff voice. Yeah, that's, that's his, his voice. normal voice. Um, mm-hmm. That's his normal Ooh, voice. Yeah. But he legit, took the character. Legit was. He took the. Yeah, I can't remember the actual wrestler he took it from. It was like Wild Bill, or something, or some something like a a madman. He took the kind of character from, and then he developed it, and used to do home videos. And his dad used to own a wrestling territory. So he was obviously brought up with wrestling, but then he just develops it yeah, into the whole thing and makes it his whole thing. Like the cream of the crop is always rising. Uh-huh. He, so he was so weird. <laughs> He was it's quite. It's, it's funny. Yeah, it's no, memorable. He, he was. He was very. He was a fantastic character because, for one, just his cadence, the way he spoke, was really unique. That's what I mean. It's so but, strange. Like, yeah, what? but there was. Yeah. He he managed to be both a really lovable baby face, uh, you know, good guy in wrestling parlance, and also a really good heel, which a was back a heel. Yeah, <laughs> ah, heel, see, uh, and you know, he he um, kind of. He stood out from others with just different outfit changes and kind of the robes he came out with and just the colours and all that. Uh, yeah, he was just a... Yeah, he was quite unique. Yeah, he was so colourful. Mm. But, I mean, there was Hulk Hogan, there was Macho. Yeah. So he was the second in command in... There was Hulk Hogan, sales. there was Macho, and there was Fred West. The big three. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... Yes, I mean, with, with his delivery. I mean, that's why he gets this whole... I mean, this is one of the best tracks on it. But then, like, and listen to it, it's, it's quite upsetting as a, as a Matching Man fan, as I sit here in my T-shirt, because now listen to it when he's driven into the tree on deciding to do and so. he foreshadows it in this song. He does. He's like, I will always be with you. Don't you worry. Oh, look, there's Saturn over there. Okay, I'm in the sky. And it's, it's like now looking back, it's like, oh man. Yeah, when I play the drive through a forest, I hope nothing befalls me. <laughs> yeah, but he would say, just to get you, because I'm always with you. It's going to be tough, but we do it together because we're all in it together. Or another way. He's not doing the funky monkey stuff. No, but another way of thinking about it is he's threatening Miss Elizabeth from beyond the grave. <laughs> I'm not going to unlock your room. Yes. Uh, again, Adam, it was, it was known that they had a bit of a tumultuous uh, relationship when they were married. A bit of a potential Icantina situation. Ooh. Yes. I use that reference because I've literally just today watched What's Love Got To Do With It, so it's fresh in there. Oh, is it any good? Yes. I've waited 25 years to watch that bloody film, and now it's on Star on Disney+. Plus. I was like, I'm finally going to watch that fuck. Yes. Oh, superb. Um, I really like the bit with the refrain about how amazing he is. I thought that was fun. <laughs> there is a theme for a lot of these songs that... Uh, Yes, that often talk of being good at what they do. Yeah, yeah. Get your heart pumping. He gets the party jumping. It's the macho man. It's the macho man. I mean, to be fair, we don't really discuss the music so much in this episode. But yes, uh, this one is because the music is thin. However, I would say that this is probably the second best track on the album. 
after Bret Hart. It's yes. the Macho no, Man. What, no, no, what, no. what about WrestleMania theme tune? Pop it up, pop it up, pop it up. Not for me. Not for me. But uh, no, I think, yeah, it's one of the best on the album, but it's cheesy as hell. He's the Macho Man. But, you know, as I was saying about Bret Hart getting his love song, which I know you love, but this is I don't, a no, 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 no. I don't, I don't love we'll, it. We'll play at your funeral. <laughs> Who knew? knew? Everyone, he's <laughs> told no. us, he, we have recording here of him saying how much he loved yeah. Never Been a Right Time to Say Goodbye, which I believe today is so poignant. He famously loved music. And how better to show that to you all. <laughs> He was listening to this as he drove into that tree. As he drove into the tree. As he was, of course, riddled with cancer, and he knew he had but hours remaining, he thought he chose his favourite tree. At least we know we're going to release the podcast. <laughs> the event of my death. Yeah. This is how we'd want to go with this song. What I really want is, uh, obviously, as I will be riddled with cancer, I would like uh, well wishers to line up on either side of a tree and wave as I drive very, very slowly into an oak. <laughs> you can't drive into yourself. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> you are your own. Classic. I'm so big. <laughs> So I drive into a tree, if Mike stifles a tear and presses play on 1993's Never Been a Great Time to Say Goodbye. It's the Macho But I press play and all of a sudden there's that creepy boogie and I've got it wrong. Yeah, we will walk down. No, I think that's what we should... Have him on our All shoulders. And then obviously, Mike, you can take my mother to one side and try and explain everything that's just happened. <laughs> Why isn't he in hospital? <laughs> Kathy. Kathy. <laughs> it's funnier this way. <laughs> so to Tanka. So to Tanka. And to all my little braves, the great eagle spirit, I'm going to go ahead and say, based on the front cover alone, that this chap, not a Native American. Ah, I, uh, he, yes, he, he is. is. He is. You'd be he, wrong. In which case, he is absolutely, he, well, his people should be ashamed of him. What? He, he is a great hero. But Tatanka means beast. It doesn't mean buffalo. buffalo. Ah. That's the only notes I have. It means beast. But uh, white man waterman. I mean, my my notes says were, this beast, is rich uh, buffalo tail. <laughs> I mean, well, no, I mean he is a Native American. Hmm. And and his theme tune in the WF began with that kind of chant. The, I can't do it, so I'm not going to bother. Uh, but but my main thing was um, note wise, it. Yeah, they, they obviously couldn't really figure out what to do with him because the main lyric they just keep repeating is him just saying, In the World Wrestling Federation, ad nauseum. To the point of, I get it. We know where you are. We know what you're doing. We know what company you're with. They obviously couldn't really figure out how to incorporate the, uh, the Native American aesthetic. Yeah. Pound into yeah. It. I mean, 
There's not much to say on this one. No, but there's a guy called Gary Ford on the credits. Oh, and Gary what? Ford. What Gary? His brother, or I don't know, is Dave Ford, who is apparently, I think, the guy who's doing all these soundbite editing. Because I looked him up and there's a big list of him doing remixes and stuff. Uh, and on Mr. Perfect, he's the only person credited. Not Mr. Perfect or the WWF, just Dave Ford. Oh. So I don't know if they spelled his name wrong on Wikipedia as Gary Ford on Tatanka. But Mr. Perfect, I mean, Mr. Perfect's theme song is the song. And yeah. I love it. This is the best track on the album. Yeah, because I've Perfect always features. loved Mr. Perfect's theme song. This yeah. is so good. It is, which yeah. would have been composed by uh, Jim but Johnson. Dave Ford's taking credit for it. Yeah, even though it would have been yeah, Jim Yeah, so I'm Johnston, surprised he didn't get the credit. Yeah, who composed many of the 80s and 90s wrestling theme tunes. Yeah, uh, yeah this would be my favourite as well. But this is one of the is. best theme songs of the yeah. time. It's very grand sounding. That da, 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 dun, dun, dun. I would like to come back to something here. When you said Mr. Perfect so earlier, good. Adam sniggered. Why did you snigger, Adam, at Mr. Perfect? Oh, because it's Bobbins. That's what they usually call him. <laughs> did you say that's his say actual? It, that's his actual theme song. I mean, it's a different. This one is actually more Muzaki version of it. Kind of ruined. Oh. Uh, the other oh, one, is, yeah, they put the Michael Jackson, yeah, they put the plank slaps in, and they do a weird rhythm at the end. Yeah, the, the Mr. Perfect one is just yes. beautiful, just orchestral uh, thing with lots of strings. Very, very grand sounding. The Mr. Perfect, one of the finest technical wrestlers ever. Na, 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 na. Yeah, and one of the best wrestlers ever. Was one of the finest to never hold for heavyweight. What's the championship. distinction between technical wrestler and just a good wrestler? Technical wrestler will get you on the mat and do some twisty shit with you. And just well, let, let's just say him and Bret Hart is the pinnacle. Him and Bret Hart is the pinnacle of actual wrestling, where they're trying <laughs> to get out of each other's grasp. Yeah, and just I, punch, punch, kick, kick. I fell Kurt, over. And someone like Kurt Angle as well. But yeah, there does Bret and. Um, Mr. Perfect had a handful of matches and they're all very good. So good, so good. It's real. They're, they're, they're fighting. Yeah, they're but act- then it's actual wrestling. Mr. Involved. Perfect, but Mr. Perfect had a Ric Flair tendency to oversell, meaning to overact that you're hurt. But that yeah. somehow it was still believable, but it was a total comedy yeah. show. So just doing like a cartwheel when you just fall over and things so like you, that. Yeah. Yeah, he'd do it. Making himself go cross eyed, sticking his tongue out the side of his mouth, that type of thing. Yeah. Like this. Whoa! And, and like, de- and delivering oh, it. Yeah. But yes, best song on the album, I think, because for the. It's, it's his actual theme song. And he. And, and Dave Ford has cut in the best stuff of him proving that he's perfect. I mean, the man, if you've ever watched VT of Mr. Perfect, can throw an American football and run and catch his own football. I mean, <laughs> he's perfect. Yeah. I mean, yes, Adam, there's no editing <laughs> in 1993. Well, I mean, there clearly is, because this album is just made up of edited things. <laughs> <laughs> it's a documentary, Adam. It, it was, but to it, a nine-year-old boy. Oh, yeah, yeah, true. It, it was this late in the album, though, when I looked at the track um, 
run times, I realized every track is pretty much the exact same length. So it kind of does. That's the Waterman guarantee. It's the same yeah. song. It's yeah, the same it, song. Because it, it does then put in mind, like, is this literally just the same song that they've just just chained for tempo and melody yes. and stuff? It's literally just the same template of the song. They yeah. just keep changing it up. Yeah, you've got it. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. I could work <laughs> yeah. from now. Yeah. All right, well, then it, the album closes on a real peach, which is another remix of an actual theme tune for The Wrestler, which is Hard Times for the Big Boss Man. Is this the one where he talks movingly about how he wanted a career in law enforcement? Yes, Ray Trailer really wanted to be a, a correctional facilities officer. You can't, well, in fairness, it probably would have been easier to be a police officer than it would be to be in the WWE, so... Yeah. It, for me, it was a weird song because I always took Big Boss Man as a heel, as mm. a, an evil person, uh, for those listeners who well, aren't afraid with the wrestling. But on this, I mean, it's for nine-year-old children, this album. You're saying, well, you know, work hard and justice should be done and the criminals and all that. Yeah, be rigid. I, I don't think that's his character. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Well, no, he had a... This he is had bullshit! A, he had a change. Bullshit! He changed around 1990. <laughs> <laughs> to sell records! Oh, he was a, he'd been a face for a long time. He, <laughs> for about three years by this point. <laughs> Bullshit! <laughs> bullshit the only other. song I'm called bullshit on. <laughs> so imagine the nasty boys who wear. I was going to say, it doesn't, boys he doesn't They're wearing care for the George jerseys and chasing them around with a truncheon. <laughs> is that is that the vibe? No, he had a nightstick, Adam. Yes, yeah, a truncheon. <laughs> <laughs> I assume he was dressed as a British Bobby. <laughs> yes, Bobby's in the but it's an illegal object to use in the wrestling. Well, Hacksaw Jim Duggan he used a be two by four. Provoking the he children. Folks. I did some Where reading. Macho Man has told you he'll be with you. Yes, but that's a plank of wood. Yeah. And Bret, and Bret Hart but will wade you with poetry. To protect you. Yeah. Or just break up with you. If you ever take a trip down to Carl County, Georgia. It, again, the actual theme tune is. Fucking boss. This version, not so much. Yeah, see, I was never a fan, so the perfect themes oh, that... tune hits me. But uh, this I one... like Big Boss Man. But if he... I, I didn't like the bad guys when I was. You, you like oh, the yeah. bad guys. I like the Bret Hart's and the uh, yeah. Macho Man's when he I, was. I, I, I was a heel fan as a kid. But see, as, as you said, Macho transcends heel and babyface. He, he just is yeah. such a character. Absolutely. Presumably like Hulk Hogan. Now, Hulk, Hulk, Hulk Hogan was always babyface until he mm. goes WCW. He was always a good they guy. Con they contemplated turning He's clearly such a wrong one. Adam, happy birthday. You're welcome. Thanks. Uh, what, what, is your birthday. what is your favourite song on WrestleMania of the album? And if you were to have he shrugged his shoulders. Yeah, if you if you were to no, have... no because it's the only song on the album. It, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's an album made around that song. Yes. Yeah. So, your your song of choice. 
I'm split between Macho Man Randy Savage and Mr. Perfect. Just for the love of the two say, characters. You are asking a man sat there dressed as Randy Savage. <laughs> what you oh, yes. your favorite So, actor? okay, you, you've caught me out in front of the listeners. <laughs> I've got to admit to a degree of bias. <laughs> Take your suspicions and turn them around. Put them on their heads, do a dance, and then the Mitchell man will come out as number one because the cream always rises to the top. I mean, Drink what he's forgotten there is the other thing that rises to the top is scum. You call it scum, I'll call it cream. Uh-huh. I'll meet you, shake your hand, then pin you one, two, fat, three. That rises All right. <laughs> Fat, scum, and cream. Um, I, I would love, absolutely love to say Bret Hart because that's such a silly, silly song that I got that man to do that. But for nostalgia's sake, I've just got to say WrestleMania because g- generally that was part of my childhood, that song, that cheesy riff. And yeah. I mean, usually I do tend to ask what's the worst song on an album, but I feel like that's a bit of an unfair question on this one. Or all of all of them, the, the rest of them. Yeah, yeah. It's so. a bad. It's a bad attempt. At, well, no. I mean, it was a very successful cash in, but a cash in. I've got no problem with cash ins for I mean, their no, own sake. It, it wasn't even a success. It got to number ten and didn't even chart in the US. Yeah, but I mean, number ten in nineteen ninety three is probably earned a few quid. But it's it's a it's a bad effort. It's bad. It's just bad. <laughs> They so, really, they could have tried harder. I, will, will we be keeping it? At, Absolutely not. No. Okay. Yes, I concur. It's it's in the Gigi Allen pile. I mean, also, let's be fair. If we were at the, you know, this notional party, um, we would have to unplug whatever hi-fi equipment we'd be using in order to plug in a scrappy YouTube. It's true. This is true. Oh. We are, we'll, have, we'll have wrap up this little Michael bonus. just finished with a, a Kurt Angle reference there. Mm? This is true. This is true. Oh, yeah, I did. I didn't mean to. <laughs> <laughs> well done, me. Yeah. Well, the wrestling some... fans will love it. Love it. Not so, not so much. Yes. Well, I'll wrap up this little bonus entry. With this little bonus, little shindig we threw in for Adam's birthday. So, uh, yes, thank you very much, everyone. Thank you, Stoz, for joining us for for special birthday shindig. Cheers, man. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Love you, Adam. Happy birthday. Thanks, mate. Thank you, guys. Yes, if you want to check us out, we're over at Twitter at Listen Party Pod. We're on Facebook uh, at Listen Party Pod. Again, you can Facebook us, uh, Instagram us, email us at listeningpartypod at gmail.com. And, yeah, if you want to request a uh, album you'd like us to talk about just get in touch with one of those forums and if you could like and subscribe us that would be real tickety boo and we would be really appreciative thank you very much until next time my loves we will um, we will keep you in our tankers Sure. Yeah. Just yeah, watch out it. for those trees when you're driving and you think you're gonna die. Put the album in, spin it with your magic finger, 
and aim for the tree. Oh, oh. But you should yeah. only aim for the tree if you're already suffering from a chronic condition. Mostly heart attack. I'm going to have to keep spitting now, aren't I? Yep. Chronic in. Be chronic. Oh, oh. I'll be with you all the way. Honestly, mate, First I reckon... First name that Joe, last name man. You should keep most of it in. Keep it in like that magic finger. Mm-hmm. That's what Miss Elizabeth said. Set that bit. Get rid of that. <laughs>